Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? Doing all right, man. How are you? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm all right. It's a uh, beautiful day outside, you know, if you are into rain. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, no, we're good. We're all good here. All good. We got that uh, York's back and, you know, they're doing testing already. So he's, uh, I think he's doing math today or something like that. So that yearly, their annual testing to see how, basically to see how they're doing, you know, how the teachers are doing teaching and how kids are doing that retention. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, and about it, Grayson's got her first dance competition this coming weekend in Gatlinburg. It's obviously done very differently than before, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll uh, be interesting to see how they do it. So, go hang out with some bears, I guess. Um, <clears throat> see, my daughter today starts back in school learning. Okay. Because um, she was having some issues getting in touch with teachers when she was having questions about the schoolwork so she yeah. felt she was feel like maybe she was actually in school it'd be easier mm-hmm. to get their assistance so she started that today because she's had some issues with her grades and yeah and they kind of they have it where you know if you want to switch back to virtual learning you can so she wants to get her oh, grades okay. up and when she does that she plans on going back to okay. virtual learning yeah okay cool and the good thing about it her school's like five minutes away from the house oh. so nice so, whether she's in school or not, you know, she's close and yeah, and I, I right. I took her back home this weekend. The trip wasn't didn't feel as long this time as it did the first time. I guess because I know exactly where I'm going. Right. Um, but at least it was a prettier day because the sun was out. First time I went, it was kind of like today. Oh, okay. So a lot of the scenery kind of stood out. You know, yeah. Nice fall farm. Um, that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't know about you. I've got a weird, <laughs> a weird array of movies. Yeah. One out of probably four are actually funny. I mean, they're all entertaining in their own way, but it's that <laughs> they're not all doom and gloom, kind of like uh, last week was a little depressing. Yeah. Um, I think only, well, really, yeah. All right, we'll get into it. <laughs> but you got dips today. <clears throat> All right. Well, my collection wasn't terrible. Some of them even surprised me. Uh, one of them, one of them surprised me a little bit. Not much, but it was, you know, turned out to be something I wasn't really expecting based on the trailer. So. Gotcha. But um, first movie I talk about is uh, Shadow in the Cloud. Okay. Which uh, originally premiered at the International Film Festival September of 2020, and then had a release January 1st of this year. Uh, you can rent it on Vudu, pretty much your main um, streaming vi- video on demand services. There you go. Um, it's got a runtime of an hour and 23 minutes, so it's pretty short. The director is Roseanne Lang. And stars Chloe Grace Moritz, 
course, we know her from Kick-Ass and um, <clears throat> a couple other movies that, for some reason, I just drew a blank on. That's okay. Uh, you have um, Taylor John Smith, um, Beulah Cole, uh, Nick Robinson, Callan Mulvey. Uh, first two names, well, first name I recognize, everyone else I didn't recognize in the movie. I'm not familiar with them. Uh, this is roughly about a female World War II <clears throat> pilot traveling with top secret documents on a B-17 flying fortress and encounters an evil presence on board. It's per IMDb. Um, <clears throat> so some notes. Uh, she arrives to the airbase and she sees one of the crew members that's, you know, flagging a plane in. And then there's like smoke and then he disappears. So he's there, then he's gone. Okay. And then... The plane she's supposed to get on just happens to appear behind her. <laughs> and then she makes her way aboard. And this crew is all men. And this is during World War II. So women aren't really, they don't have a lot of rights, you know. Right. So like, you know, women shouldn't be on board. They're just going off saying, oh, is it, is it a dame? And, you know, just yeah. like surprised that she's there. But she tells them that she's, that she's on a mission by one of the generals to deliver a package to Samoa. And it's very important that she gets there. She has her paperwork and they read it and reluctantly, you know, okay, you can stay. Mm-hmm. But um, there's not a lot of room on board. So they put her down in the Sperry, which is the ball turret. And it's a very confined space. And so she can't fit the package because it's like a kind of a big brown tote bag gotcha. and it won't fit down there. So one of the crew members who's actually being nice to her offers to keep an eye on it, keep it safe while she's down low and once she goes down there she starts hearing sounds under the plane and you know just some real funny business and you know like the title shadow in the cloud she starts seeing some shadows in the cloud and a possible creature on the wing of the plane but um you know she decides to use the comms to alert them of what she's finding but then she encounters them just talking every which way about her, like what, what they would want to do with her. And oh, she's just, gotcha. yeah. And um, very disrespectful, derogatory, just, yeah. which they were talking that same way to her face, but it's not like they're talking about her back. Right. Because they're but, um, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> she does, so, as seen in the trailer, she does encounter a gremlin. And she has a gun, so she fires it. Um, but during that original com- conversation, they disable the comms so she can't talk to them. But upon hearing the gunfire, they open up the comms to kind of figure out what's going on. Does she have a gun? She denies it. But um, they later start learning some secrets about her and about what her real mission is. But um, also, they have Japanese air fighters attacking them. And she spots them before they start firing, but they don't believe her until they actually start firing. And right. as seen in the trailer, she takes one of them down. And then now she's kind of got some respect from them. Um, but yeah, it. I don't know. I watched the trailer. Like, it's, it's one of these trailers where the trailer looks better than, better than the movie. Better than the movie. So it, it just seems a little empty in a way. Yeah. From watching it. And it's an hour and 23 minutes. I feel like maybe if they added some time to it maybe they could flesh some things out because the characters are real i guess one-dimensional not too much growth um 
And then her her mission, what what they finally find out what her mission is, it kind of doesn't. I don't know. I mean, I get I get why she did what she did, and but it's just weird. Like there's a sequence when she's there's an action sequence in in the movie that doesn't make sense. They uh, they show it in the trailer. She falls out of the plane, and as she's falling, it just so happens one of the Japanese planes blows up, and the force of that explosion shoots her back into the plane that she's in. And I'm thinking she should either be dead or knocked out, you know, oh. hurt seriously. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those movies. That's just, it's just okay. You okay. know, it's not. It's background type deal. Okay. Like streaming or uh, Redbox, maybe. Maybe Redbox because okay. I don't know if it'd be worth the rental price, <laughs> <laughs> or if it comes on the streaming service like Netflix or Hulu. And for sure. Um, <clears throat> next movie is Rogue. So, this so. was like my second attempt trying to watch it because the first time <laughs> that opening sequence, I was just like, nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> no, I'm good. And I turned it off. And so, you know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it a second chance because I'm kind of limited on what, you know, I have nothing to watch. So, right. Um, it's actually on Hulu and had a release uh, August 28th of last year. It's an hour and 45 minutes. Director's MJ Bassett. And it stars Megan Fox, Philip Winchester, uh, Greg Craig, Craig uh, Jessica Sutton, Kenneth Falk, um, Isabel Bassett, which is the daughter of the director, who also co wrote with the director. Ah. Mm. Uh, Adam Deacon, Sasanda <clears throat> uh, uh, Henna, and then Tamir Berjak. So this is a team of soldiers on a mission to rescue hostages in a remote part of Africa. And of course, things go wrong and <clears throat> they're later stranded and forced to survive against local rebels. So oh, I guess... You- and, and, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, like I said, that first open sequence was kind of cringy. Well, cringy. And I don't know. It was just <laughs> so was the, the dialogue. dialogue. <laughs> yeah, the dialogue. I was just, golly. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a movie. It's probably one of those movies you could definitely do a. Oh, bro, you could totally riff on this one. Yeah. That's a total cast movie for sure for us. Yeah. Um, So, so the mission is to rescue the governor's daughter and things get complicated when they discover two others. So it's like, well, we only need the governor's daughter because that's the one we're getting paid on. So they're, they're hired mercenaries. So it's all about money. And, but they reluctantly take the other two with them and then things just go south because, you know why not? Their 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 whole I don't know. They it, it just seems really like not organized. Their their group. <laughs> you think? Because <laughs> I mean, then you got the I guess there's supposed to be two snipers that's in the back keeping an eye on things, yeah. and they're mostly joking. And then one of them sings a Backstreet Boys song to keep him yeah. from falling asleep. Um. But yeah, uh, they they do make their escape. And along the way, of course, they lose people. And how do they make their escape? 
they decide to jump off a cliff into a river that you don't know the depth of. Nope. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Not even like a like cove. Right. Like a, river. a literal river where if you, you drop, you're pretty <clears> much... Like, I was like, you know, I'll be happy. I wouldn't even be surprised if this would just end up being a short where they all just die. Yeah. <laughs> but they somehow survive. And they're out of ammo. They find their way to an abandoned house. And... Honestly, okay, so the first action sequence I didn't care for, but then when they get to the farmhouse, it kind of switches tones where it's more like horror. Yeah. And it kinda, and I, I was actually more entertained once yeah. you got to that portion because, you know, you get, you enter, you get, um, there's a whole sequence at the beginning that um, pertains to lions being basically murdered for their fur and their bone hide and everything. Um uh, one of them still kind of sticking around and starts picking people off one by one. <laughs> and it, I was that I like that portion, you know, yeah. it's like it. So that's why I said this movie's not completely terrible. <laughs> well, I, was, I think you could have stopped with the movie's not complete. <laughs> well, yeah. Because from the probably half to three quarters that I watched, because I didn't finish it yet. It the dialogue is terrible. I, I, the way they were incorporating curse words is one of those. Di- it's one of those scripts as if nobody's ever used one before, so they're having to write a script where they have to use them. So they think they're using it correctly, yeah, <laughs> and think they're using it as much as a person would if they normally cursed. I guess I'm like, this seems like overkill on. Dropping F. I mean, I'm definitely no one to talk about about dropping F bombs, but as far as the script and as far as what they're going through, it seems like they're. I don't know. I don't know if it's the script or how it was delivered by the actor, but it seemed. <laughs> it seemed like it just didn't seem like it was little, conversational, little I guess. Yeah, and then I just didn't buy Megan Fox as this battle torn <laughs> soldier. You know, I just didn't see it. Yeah, it. Now, there was one of her teammates that, of course, didn't make it. Right. And her brief on screen, I was like, she seems more like a leader to me than yeah. Megan Fox. But, you know, that's, that's your star power. So. Well, I don't even think it's so much her. I think a lot of it does go back to the script. I mean, yeah. if it's written poorly in the sense that it's not written to where you're, where the leader's coming across as being a leader... Yeah. You don't have lines in the script where they can deliver them to show, then, you know, you're having issues right there. But it also could be the director, too, not directing them saying, you know, as far as emoting or, I don't know, giving some sort of direction. But then again, when the director is also a co-writer. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly falls on them in one way or another. It can't be all on Megan Fox. <clears throat> <clears throat> Even though, yeah, I agree. I, she didn't come across as one, but I don't think that's completely her fault. As so much it's either, as, it's either the as directing, and I probably would like to try and yeah. make it out to believe it's it's not. I don't think it's entirely her fault. I think a lot of that is, rests on the director and as well as the script. So the yeah. same. But um, some of the side characters I feel have more interesting stories. Yeah. They have <laughs> like, better. Um, yeah, like uh, Pato, the 
the one yeah. who used to be a part of this rebel group and right. decided to, you know, help them out because he didn't agree with what was happening. I was like, I want to see his story. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it is more interesting. And he actually had an arc. You know, he had yeah. he started this way and then had a nice ending to his story. And I'm just nobody else really did. Yeah. You know, he was more interesting. Right. And then um, Philip Winchester plays um, Joey. He was funny. I found yeah. him entertaining. Um, it just just sucked that it was in. <laughs> maybe take his character, put him in a different movie that's better right. written or yeah. whatnot. But that's what kind of kept me interested. Just seeing, hearing his dial, hearing the way he delivered a lot the dialogue. You know, it was really over the top. Because there was even a part where one of them gets shot, and then the other guy looks up like, "Oh yeah, they shot him." I'm like, "Yeah, you think?" You know. But it was, well, it was. Maybe, maybe he'll be in Rogue to Lion Boogaloo. I don't know. Lion Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's a Lion King sequel. I'm not sure which. Mm. Um. So like, like I, 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 okay. Outside of the poor action and dialogue, I did like when it flipped to more of a horror type element. I was yeah. more interested. And you know, you kind of felt the danger then because beforehand I was like, man, I'm not feeling like they're really in any danger. Until Except that, that switch happened. Chasing after him. Yeah. His his Adidas <laughs> track outfit. Like, who's wearing that in Africa? <laughs> right. You think he'd be burning up, pass out from yeah. heat exhaustion. Like, come on now. Um, but yeah. It started off where I was just, I just wrote it off. And then once they got to the abandoned house, I was at least entertained the rest of the way. So. I wouldn't say go out and definitely watch, but if you happen to come across it and have nothing else to do, it's at least entertaining. It's on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu, so you're not yeah. really it's not in Yeah, so if you're on, if you so if you're willing to, you know, if you got an hour and forty five minutes there, or you just want to be in the background, it's it's interesting. It's fine. The poster yeah. is definitely better than the movie. The trailer <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. It's another trailer that's better than the movie. Yeah. You're on a roll uh, today, man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> And then final movie. It's a movie that I was waiting on. Supposed to come out last year. But well it kind of did to limited release. And then I found it saw it got released to Netflix. So uh the original release was August twenty first, twenty twenty. I'm not sure when they added it to Netflix though. But it's a two hour and three uh three minute movie directed by the RZA. I don't I think it's the first movie I've watched directed by him. So I'm not familiar with yeah. his other work. Uh, starring Shamik Moore, Demetrius Ship Jr., Denzel Whitaker, uh, Keon Johnson, Kat Graham, T.I., Terrence Howard, Ethan Hawke, Wesley Snipes, Isa Gonzalez, Rob Morgan, and Isaiah Thomas. Pretty decent cast. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this movie takes place 2005 uh, after Hurricane Katrina and it follows four friends who make a desperate decision to pull off a dangerous heist in the heart of the city casino. <laughs> mm. So <clears throat> the main character Blink, he's recently married his his girlfriend, uh, Damara. And so they have a child together. Um, and of course, they're affected by Katrina. Jobs are hard to find. Most people don't have running water or electricity. 
And, you know, Blink is an artist. He doesn't really want to do anything illegal, so he wants to try to get paid from his artistry and try to get his uh, comic book picked up. So he does have his work looked at by a professional, but, of course, gets turned down ultimately. Um, <clears throat> kind of gets discouraged by what's going on. Even goes to FEMA, but because of them living in the Lower Ninth Ward, they don't get assistance. And so in all this, and him and his friends decide, you know, because they're having money problems too, we'll go to the local drug lord named uh, Cousin Bass and see if he can help us do a job to get some money. So another one of his other friends, Miracle, he's a drug dealer with dreams of being a rapper. Uh, he struggles with sales after Katrina, mostly because he's not great at it, but also because he's using because he's using his, he's using the product and that never goes well. Oh, no. uh, then you have Andre, who's a trumpet player, and he makes his money, you know, performing on the street, bringing in money that way. But of course, it's kind of a struggle because you know everybody's hitting on hard times, so he can't bring in money either. And then Junior, it's probably the character I don't remember much. From most I know, remember him about is he got a a dog. I think his goal was to have like like a I guess a, a kennel of dogs to train them and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> and so they all come together to to do this heist. They talk to Ti, who plays Bass, and he gives them this job. All they got to do is rob this casino, mm-hmm. bring the money back, and if they're successful, then he'll I guess, continue business with them. But when they go, even though they're successful, we have cops roll up on them. And Miracle is the getaway driver in the van. So to kind of help them get away, he pulls up, starts just firing on them. And they get away. But of course, that thing, everything doesn't go well. Right. And um, someone gets injured bad. But... um. For me, I felt like the first third of the movie set things up pretty well. Uh, you had strong performances from Shamik Moore. <clears throat> uh, it does show the desperation created after Katrina and the lack of FEMA support. Those that do get support are basically just for gentrification of their area. Um, we see the bond between the friends. And the final two thirds of the movie just this mix is kind of up and down. Um, the cop portrayals are unbelievable. Like the Issa Gonzalez character, I wasn't buying her as a as a, as a police officer. Yeah. And just just like with uh, Rogue, maybe it's directing or the or the script. Uh, a lot of the dialogue is weak. <laughs> yeah. Um, they even had a nerve to have a mid credit scene, but. <laughs> a mid-credit scene? Yeah. No kidding. But the thing is, how it ends, it's... I don't know if it ended the way it did to for interpretation. Um, I was I was watching some reviews and checking some comments, and people had their idea of what the ending meant, but it confused me. Because on one end, it kind of shows just how desperate these guys are, because... Yeah. And then on the other end, it's kind of like... I don't know. It just it just it just confused me, and I shouldn't have had to watch another review or check people's comments to try to figure it out. Right. You know? Um. Let's see. A lot of the characters don't have real development. 
Let's see. <clears throat> also, Ti's character cousin Bass is given Vitilago on the face, or at least that's what it looks like. Right. But it seems more like him and Tiny were painting, and she just painted his face, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta go shoot my scene, so we just gotta keep it." You know. Wow. Or he was drinking a big glass of milk and just decided not to clean his face. <laughs> it's bad. It's it's comical. It's bad. Um, and they, even the look of it wasn't consistent. Like it would change yeah. how it looked. I'm just like, all right. Um, the movie did kind of feel comedic at times when it probably shouldn't have been because of that. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the disguises the characters wear when they're doing the casino robbery. Yeah. They just put stockings over their face. You can still make them out. Yeah. So, so if somebody knows you. They're gonna know that you know. Or they pull up, pull back the camera. They're gonna be easy, easily able to, to find you. Um, and then this is one of those movies where on paper, when you look at the cash, you're like, oh man, this is gonna be great. But mm, maybe not so not, much. Not quite. It, like I said, the first third, cool setup, but it just kind of lost its way throughout the rest. I uh, could have definitely you could shave 20 minutes off of this and maybe they will help with the pacing and whatnot. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, start off strong and end it flat for me. Nice. Yeah. So. Not every Netflix movie is going to be a hit, <laughs> you know. Nah. Well, I mean, at least it wasn't an original. It was just a movie yeah, that got pulled to it. It was just so picked up. Okay. But um, yeah. Yeah. That's all I got for this. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm tagging out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, there's always next week. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the beauty. There's always next week. You ain't got to worry about... Uh, you don't have to worry, worry about stressing about the rest of this week. I didn't even talk about Ethan Hawke. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, yeah. I'll say between Shamik Moore, Ethan Hawke, and they actually have a, a dirty detective... Named Courtney, played by Rob Morgan. Those three, uh-huh. they did great in their performances. It just sucks that it was muddled in this, in this mess. Okay. Do you think it was just too many people? Not really, but it just it. I don't know. I think some of the characters probably weren't really needed for the story. Yeah. Like they probably could have taken out the Courtney character, uh, Ethan Hawke's, Jackson Sims. They probably could have took them out and just focus more on the four friends. Yeah. And T.I. character. And like even when they bring in Terrence Howard, which is like you got maybe 30 minutes left in the movie. And it's just really not. I don't know. It's I'm, I I wish I wanted to like it. <laughs> right. You, you're wanting like more. From it. Yeah. Wanting more. And like I said, the ending just confused me because the way the end credit scene went. It should like. I don't know. It could just be me just interpreting things wrong. So no, that's that's yeah. good. No worries. Yeah. It happens, man. I mean, yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure about watching that one or not. I was like, there's other stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. that might be a later, you know, might be a two cents thing if I decide to watch it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, when, it, when I saw it was on Netflix, I was like, all right, I'll go ahead and check it out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just it just it just started off pretty promising, and I mean, it does show a glimpse of what uh, New Orleans was like after Katrina. You know, yeah. you can see how people were were desperate. Like in that sense, it does succeed there, but in the story they're presenting, it just 
This fell flat. Okay. All right, man. Um, let's see. <clears throat> well, I've got um, I don't want to say menagerie. That's not a good word for that. Um, <laughs> I've got. For me, it was kind of hard to decide what I wanted to, uh, what I actually wanted to watch, mm-hmm. <laughs> or what I wanted to talk about because I've I'd watched so much. Um, I, yeah, so I had a, I had one actually crossed out. I'll talk about next week because it's a documentary that's just balls to the wall nuts. I know, I know what you're about to say. You watch a documentary. I know it's hard to believe. Um, shocking, yes. shocking. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I'm going to save that one for next week because um, I ended up watching one I enjoyed probably the most out of the four I'm going to talk about. So I scratched out the other one so I could talk about that one. Yeah. Um. So first, uh, first one I'm going to talk about is called Alone. It came out last year. Um, I, th- I want to say like in the fall. Um, it's an hour and 38 minutes long, starring Jules Wilcox, Mark Minshata. Yeah, Minshaka. There we go. M-E-N-C-H-A-C-A. Minshaka. Anthony Hild, uh, Jonathan Rosenthal. And Katie O'Grady. Um, a recently widowed traveler is kidnapped by a cold-blooded killer, only to escape into the wilderness, where she is forced to battle against the elements as her pursuer closes in on her. So, you know, a love story. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Um, I'd, I hadn't been uh, seeing some buzz about this one, so... Uh, I was like, okay, this is my kind of scary movie. It's not going to be horrific. It's going to be more thriller-based, so I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, it was written by, or not written, it was directed by John Himes, uh, who has, uh, tr- trying to see uh, what else he's directed. He's directed some episodes of Chicago PD, uh, Black Summer. Get back here. Here uh, we go. Black Summer, uh, Legacies, basically Chicago Fire, the originals, Z Nation, basically a lot of TV. Uh, Oh, and Universal Soldier Regeneration, so, you know. Anyways, uh, this movie is uh, pretty good, actually, if you like those kind of uh, stranded in the wilderness and having somebody stalk you. You know, this is your kind of movie. <laughs> um, but it's uh, the first part of it. You don't know why she's leaving. It doesn't really come out till about halfway through as to why she's because she's driving on. She's ba- you can tell she's moving. I mean, she's got a trailer that's attached to her car. Yeah. Um, like a U-Haul trailer that attaches to your car. Um so she's obviously moving, but you don't know why. You don't know if she's leaving because of an abusive spouse or or a significant other. You don't know if she's just running away from her, you know, I want to say running away from her problems. But, you know, you're not sure why she's moving. It never really comes out. It's kind of vague whenever she talks to her parents on the phone. Um, but you could tell she's traumatized in some way. It doesn't come out till later after she uh, 
after she is kidnapped, that uh, her husband passed away. I'm not going to say how, um, but then it's about her trying to escape. Uh, when she does and she's on the run through the woods, um, if you're like me and you don't like things protruding from orifices, because that just, there's no reason for that. <laughs> there's, there's just no reason for that. Um, there's a part where she's barefoot. I'm like, oh, my God, that's got to hurt. Oh, my God, that's got to hurt because I don't do barefoot myself. Yeah. Like, I'm wearing slippers right now and I'm inside the house. Like, I'm not, or slides, whatever you call them. Like, I don't do bare feet, socks or shoes of some sort. Yeah. Um, so she's running through the woods barefoot. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's got to hurt so bad. And then I'd no sooner had that thought come across my mind than she gets, like, a stick or a twig go through her foot. Like, through her foot. And I'm like, nope. Nope. <laughs> you know, I got, I did the whole, you got 30 seconds to get that off my, off my screen. <laughs> but it wasn't completely without somebody getting impaled with something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you better yank that out. It's going to hurt like hell, but girl, you got to get going. <laughs> uh, so, yes, she does. And I'm like, there you go. Now don't pass out because I sure still would. <laughs> um, now, it's as far as a thriller, it's really it does a good job of uh, giving the viewer increased anxiety, as it did me. Because <laughs> um, it dealt with two things, someone chasing you and nature. So two things I'm definitely, you know, two things I do not like whatsoever. Right. OK. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's. And, of course, you know, it has to be out in the mountains somewhere where she doesn't get cell phone reception because that's how these movies work. Right. Um, this movie is not completely formulaic. It does try and do something different, and it at least explains why things don't work. And, you know, not just, oh, it's that kind of movie. Dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, we're in nature. So obviously they don't have cell phone service because they can't put a cell phone tower anywhere. Sure. It, you know, it gives reasons and crack, you know, it, either the phone gets cracked because she's running and falling <laughs> or the person chasing her is running and falling or it's running as well. Uh, so what's actually kind of humorous is, I mean, it's not funny that this actually happened, but during, but the, uh, but our lead character, Jessica, played by Jules Wilcox, actually broke her foot while shooting one of the first action scenes of the movie. She decided to finish the shoot in a boot and with the help of her stunt double, uh, Michelle Damus. Some scenes had to be uh, finished a few months later when Jules was uh, fully healed. Uh, this film is a remake of Matthias Olsen's and producer Hen Heinrich G J.P. I'm gonna say Eckerson's uh, 2011 Swedish film. I'm not even trying. Where's the remake of their 2011 Swedish film? So I'm gonna end up sounding like sounding like Swedish chef. So I'm not gonna try. Yeah. Um. So in January 2021, director John Himes uh, recorded a feature-length audio commentary for the film for the Rogue Commentary Podcast. So. That's kind of cool. 
So the guy that plays our, our villain, whose name is Sam, Mark Minshata, I thought that was, I totes thought it was Jason Sudeikis for the longest time. Really? Oh, yeah. Looks, you look him up on IMDb, even his picture looks like Jason Sudeikis with a mustache. <laughs> like same hair and kind of face. It was crazy. Um, but I was kind of I was like, oh, that's cool. Jason Sudeikis is doing the thriller. You know, something different other than just comedies. That's awesome. And then it's not him. I'm like, oh, well, his doppelganger is doing. Uh, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. looked at both picked them. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's looks about right. Yeah. But no, this is a good thriller. Um, obviously, you know, if you, you know, if you're, if you don't like being chased, if you have a fear of being chased or someone stalking you and driving behind you. <laughs> By your, while you're driving by yourself, maybe don't watch this by yourself. Maybe watch this with somebody. Or will not happen. But yeah, uh, it's a good thriller. I dig it. Um, it is on. I believe I watched this on Hulu. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would check that out for sure. It's you know from what has been released lately, it's actually really. I actually really enjoyed it. They actually cheap the actress and yeah, it's in who it's on Hulu. Um, Jules Wilcox does great. Um, gives a great performance. She's not, you know, phoning it in or anything. And Mark Mishacha is is a uh, great as the villain. Uh, I really dug it. And so, yeah, check it out on Hulu alone. And then uh, next. One that I was like, hey, I guess I'll watch it just because it's released and see, you know, well, because you had your, uh, you had your uh, quarantine movie. <laughs> I now have my quarantine movie to talk about as, as I referred to last week. Um, so I watched Locked Down, which is on HBO Max. It's about a couple that attempts a high risk, high stakes jewelry heist at a department store. In London. Mm. Yes. Starring Chiwetel Elijah and Anne Hathaway and Dewey Hill. This is basically your. Well, I'll take that back. Because um, Mark Gaddis, who plays uh, Mycroft Holmes in the Sherlock series. There we go. The one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, he's also in it. Ben Kingsley's in it in a supporting role. Ben Stiller is in it in a supporting role. So it has a few. Uh, Stephen Merchant, Mindy Kaling, Cleus Bang. Uh, you know, they have very small kind of supporting roles. A lot of this was kind of filmed on Zoom because this was filmed during the lockdown in yeah. London and filmed in London. So their lockdowns were obviously different than ours. They're, um, but there are a lot of scenes where they're you know they're kind of they're kind of zoom acting i guess is a good way to put it yeah but it is scripted it's not like an it's not a uh improv of any kind um it is directed by doug lyman who did all the born movies and uh yeah suits and all that all that stuff um but yeah, it's a 
It's okay. Yeah. I mean, as a, if you look at it as an experiment of how do you make a movie during a pandemic, it's, a, it's an interesting look to see how can you build a story while quarantining and how do you, how do you uh, make a, I don't want to say compelling. How do you make an interesting movie? Okay. It's not like compelling. This is like, Oh my God. No, it's, it's okay. It's, it's not one I'd want to rewatch, but it's it's basically about Anne Hathaway and Chiwetel Ejiofor play a couple that basically would have split up, uh, but then lockdown happened, so they weren't allowed to leave the residence or move or anything. Man. So they're stuck together, separate floors or separate rooms of the house. Yeah, they still kind of get along for the most part, but they're not like hanging out with each other. Yeah. Okay. Kind of keeping to themselves, you know, and they'll go to, you know, they'll make grocery lists and stuff like that together, but they're not like a couple, <laughs> you know. Right. They're just more or less stuck together. Um, Anne Hathaway plays like a CEO of a company who has to like lay off people or furlough. She's having to furlough a bunch of people, which she does not want to do, but that's part of her job, unfortunately. Yeah. So she's wrestling with the, you know, with that and how that makes her feel, obviously, and knowing that she just furloughed, you know, a bunch of people with families. And yeah. And then uh, Chiwetel's character is somebody who had just gotten out of jail. He's kind of an ex con. He's trying to find a ways to make money while he's on lockdown and, uh, he ends up getting, in order to help pay off debts, more or less, he's got roped into doing a heist of jewelry at a department store, which is, oddly enough, also owned by the company in which Anne, Hathana, Anne Hathaway's character works for. Uh. So, with her growing... Um, feeling of wanting to be wanting to leave the company because she doesn't like the way they were doing things. And basically she got in on a zoom call kind of early and caught kind of like the head of the company talking shit about her. Um, yeah. Didn't really make her feel like she was wanted right. or it, it made her feel like she might be the next one to go. So they point out this heist and you know, there's arguing, but there's also, like, they're reconnecting at the same time. But you really don't feel like the relationship still is going anywhere. Yeah. They're trying to make an attempt. <clears throat> but it's it's just not. Yeah. They're basically, they're both in it for their own selfish reasons. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so... Apparently, extras could not be uh, cast due to COVID-19 and are played by real civilians and Herod's employees. The movie was shot in only 18 days in London during the pandemic. Uh, Killian Murphy was rumored for the lead role, but uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor was eventually cast. Yeah. Man, 18 days. That's about like Tyler Perry. 
dude, right? He, like, he, 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 he thriving. That you know, he should have. I'm surprised he didn't come out with a lot of movies during that time, right? <laughs> and then um, Lily James was originally cast but dropped out. She was replaced by Lucy Lucy Boynton. Uh, this is the first collaboration between composer John Powell and director Doug Lyman. The duo previously worked together on The Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Jumper, and Fair Game. And of course, Anne Hathaway and Mindy Kaling both worked on Ocean's 8 together, another heist movie. And that's about it. Um, it's it's an interesting experiment. It's okay. Yeah. I'm not probably going to watch it again. Performances were fine. The guest ones, you know, just look like they were, I mean, they were couple scenes each so it's not like they was really put you know right had to do too much um it's because the main focus is on the two characters so but yeah it was interesting how they shot it and and uh how they were able to get it you know forget the height getting pulling off the heist but um but how they were able to pull off shooting all this you know uh right during that time period. So good on them, I guess, for that. Anyways, that's locked down on HBO Max. Next, um, I wanted to talk about this last week, and I actually kind of wanted to talk about it more when we had Michael Toe on, um, but because he, for his small role that he had in that film. But um, I wanted to talk about Jungle Land, which came out, uh, well, it says 2019, but it was released last year. Um, Jungle Land is about two brothers trying to escape their circumstances by traveling across the country for a no-holds-barred boxing match that becomes a fight for their lives. Starly Charlie Hunnam and Jack O'Connell, as well as uh, Jonathan Majors from uh, Lovecraft Country or County. I can never remember which one has an R in it or not. Uh, Yep, thank you. Um, Jessica Barden and uh, Mer- Meredith Holzman and trying to remember, and of course our friend Michael Toe is in it for one scene, but you know it's sort of actually yeah. a pivotal. <clears throat> his his character plays kind of a small, somewhat important part. I mean. When you watch it, it's not like like the it doesn't break the family apart, but it definitely causes friction in it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, basically, they owe money. Charlie Hunnam is kind of the, I guess, the manager or whatever to his brother, uh, who is the bare knuckle boxing fighter. And he makes bad bets and obviously owes money. So he's the one that kind of screws everything up. And they, you know, they pretty much only have each other. They're having to squat in, in empty houses and with their dog and everything. And so they, the one of the people they owe money to is make it essentially tells them you get help pay us back by entering this bare knuckle boxing match. And uh, so you have, you know, obviously here's a vehicle. You have to go there. I think it's in New Orleans. And you have to fight in this, you know, win it. And then, you know, we'll give you this much money. The rest you owe us. Also, you have to take this girl with us, with you. 
and give her to this person or deliver her to this person. So that causes an issue. Yeah. <laughs> and it's never, never explained why. And, you know, at least to them until much later in the movie. And along the way, you know, they're having to, you know, Jack, o, Jack O'Connell's character, Walter Lyon Kaminsky is having to fight and basically to, in order to get like their vehicle fixed, you know, just have money. Uh, yeah. Although he's also taking a pounding as well. Um, it is an interesting look about brothers and what they'll go through for each other. Right. And what they'll do for each other. It's, I mean, it's kind of a road movie, you know, where they get in the car and the journey's the journey. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is a fascinating look. I actually enjoyed it. It's a good character piece. Um, the story of the, the actual fight is not really the important thing. It's about the focus is on their relationship and then, um, you know, and the problems the two of them have, you know, go through with each other as well as the journey of trying to get there and the problems they incur along the way. Um, I liked it. Um, I thought it was very well acted. Um, yeah, Charlie Hunnam plays a really good screw up. <laughs> um, Jack O'Connell is great <laughs> as a very weary fighter um, that's been beaten and broken, not only physically but obviously emotionally. Because you know, yeah. got to have you know, got to have that too. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I recommend it. Uh, it's directed. Oh, I forgot to say it's directed by Max Winkler, and is written by uh, Theodore Bressman and David Branson Smith. Um, hold on, just one. Yeah. Um, some scenes were actually filmed in Taunton, Massachusetts, at Joe's Diner on Broadway, and is the and is in the Trescott street area in case anybody's up in massachusetts and wants to try and find it um but the majority of the filming locations were throughout fall river and new bedford massachusetts including neighborhood streets and local bars among others um scenes were also shot at the old cuss middle school in fall river the school still resides there and it was vacant for filming um yeah and then other filming locations were in rhode island so some bland trivia but yeah um i would recommend it i rented it uh on vod mm-hmm. trying to think i think i want to say it came out to one of the cable channels but i can't remember off the top of my head um recently either hbo or showtime i think um uh, so definitely be sure to check that out and lastly uh the one i i'm very that uh i'm I don't want to say excited, but I'm happy to talk about. <clears throat> so I watched, I, I saw this uh, on uh, iTunes and I thought about renting it and then I n- never did. Um, it's called Save Yourselves! Exclamation point. Save Yourselves! It came out last year, uh, hour and 33 minutes long, um, starring Sunita, Manny, John Reynolds, Ben Sinclair, John Early, uh, Joe Firestone, Gary Richardson, a couple others. The main focus is just going to be on the two 
main characters, Sue and Jack. Um, so this movie is about a young Brooklyn couple heads to an upstate cabin to unplug from their phones and reconnect with each other. Blissfully unaware of their surroundings, they are left to their own devices as the planet falls under attack. From the Floof, the Floof Aliens, it is directed by Alex Houston Fisher and Eleanor Wilson. It was also written by them as well. So written and directed by those two people. Um, this is so quirky. This movie's just very quirky. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I wasn't actually, I don't know, I was expecting it to be funny, but I wasn't, I actually wasn't really sure what to expect other than, that's like, just kind of, you could kind of look at the trailer, you could kind of look at the poster and go, okay, this is probably going to be one of those weird, quirky kind of comedies, because it's an yeah. independent film. It's not going to be your kind of mainstream humor where you're going to be laughing all the time. But the film's going to be ridiculous, which it is. Yeah. And that's part of the humor to it is that it's kind of how ridiculous and obviously fairly low budget. Um, so the special effects are really, I mean, I would say they're low quality. It's they're done. They're edited. They're shot and edited very well, I guess, so that, you know, to help um, do that. So basically, Sue and Jack are on the phones all the time. They're not really they're kind of. I mean, they've been a couple for years, and they're just kind of decided to get away. They need to get away and kind of unplug for a while. So a buddy of theirs has a cabin, lets them borrow it. They made a deal not to look at their phones while they're up there for the weekend. So they go on hikes. They, you know, have, like, little campfires outside, do all this stuff. And so while trying to connect, she has, like, a book, you know, of questions and stuff like that. It's like yeah. you're not you're still, you know, it's basically you're basically still referring to something else. Let's just talk, you know, and yeah. and uh, so they're they. Uh, so in doing so, they kind of end up trying to have like these deep conversations and he doesn't have real good answers. And so he's trying to think and she's getting mad. He goes outside to take a minute, more or less, as we say in our house. Do you need to go take a minute? That's kind of chill, you know, kind of get yourself together. He decides to go take a minute. Well, before that, they find they come back from a hike and they see this little round furry thing that kind of looks like a furry ottoman from the 70s. <clears throat> or really something my daughter might have up in her room. Just, you know, it's a probably foot and a half uh, or two foot tall. Um, look like. Two by two, basically. Two foot tall, two foot around. And a uh, little fluff thing that looks like an ottoman. And, <clears throat> and so they're like, do you remember that being here? I'm like, no. Did you put it there? No, I didn't put it there. Okay, well, that's odd. Yeah. Someone must have dropped Maybe someone dropped it. I don't know. So they just thought it was a piece of furniture because that's kind of what it looked like. Yeah. It wasn't making any sounds, wasn't doing anything, just was sitting there. So obviously they get um so when he goes out to take his you know, take his breather or whatever, um she actually Sue actually sneaks to go grab her phone. And which she wasn't supposed to do because that's breaking the rules of the deal they made. And so they 
so while doing so, <laughs> she grabs her phone and she gets these voicemails because, again, just like in Alone, cell phone reception is crappy because they're in the woods. Right. And so she it kind of breaks up and she, it, you know, all she's catching are like little clips as to what's actually going on. And they're voicemails from her from her mom trying to talk about what's going on about the invasion and everything. Yeah. So apparently these little floofs are are attracted to ethanol. So anything that has ethanol in it is basically what they is their sustenance, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it sucked it basically drank all the whiskey. <laughs> and I guess Jack and made some sourdough mix to make sourdough bread, which apparently has ethanol in it. More you know, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know squat about bread, so I'm just gonna, other than I, other than I don't like sourdough because I don't think it tastes good. Controversial statement of the day. There we go. Um, so uh, so ate all the mix because it had ethanol in it. So when they they finally go out, you know they they're finding more and more weird things are going on. And then they notice that the poof or fully for whatever it's called isn't there anymore. And so where'd it go? I don't know. Did you move it? No, I didn't move. And it's this quirkiness. And when they finally kind of come to realize, you know, decide to go and get in the car to see if they can try and get better cell phone reception, except the car won't start. And they're like, Oh yeah. And of course they're not Jack does make a, does talk about how he's not very manly. He doesn't know how to do very manly things that he never really learned how to do that stuff with his dad, but the other is like his brothers did, but he never did. So he doesn't know a lot. He, he feels like he doesn't know enough how to do enough manly things. I'm like, bro, I'm right there with you. (laughs) It's like, but he's like, I don't know. Does gas have ethanol in it? I'm like, that seems like a very basic fact. Most people would know because it says it on every gas pump. Exactly. (laughs) I guess he doesn't read either. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess if you live in the city and you don't drive, I mean, I don't know where he was raised, so I can't really attest to whether or not he would know that or not. But yeah. still. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> kind of does. Um, so, you know, sucked all the gas out of there. Um, they finally noticed that the little flu thing's actually on top of the house. And it sticks its tongue out. That's what it was when they were trying to weave. It shot its tongue thing to the gas tank and starts sucking the gas out of the. And I mean, we're, so you see this like long red t- tongue type looking thing coming from the flute that's the top of the house all the way to the gas tank. <laughs> so weird. Wow. So they have to. So they run back inside, and they had remembered that their buddy had said that there was a old antique gun. In the basement, you're like, we're not gun people. Well, we are now. I guess we're gun people. Yeah. So, you know, against all their little kind of hipster kind of things they believe in, they're having to change how they view things. And <laughs> about survival now. Yeah, it's about survival. <laughs> so they're trying to. So they're talking about what all they need to help barricade, you know, and try and live on, and um, while they try and escape and try and fight these things, it's. It's very quirky and it's very fun. I I, I really enjoyed it. I might watch it again even because it's yeah and it's I think it's like PG or PG thirteen so it's you know I don't remember if 
any cursing. There's not much from what I remember. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It's if you like quirky comedies, you'll definitely like this. So, um, yeah. Okay. So save yourselves available on Hulu. Um, so yeah, definitely. That's my favorite one. I think for the week that I, that I enjoyed watching. So, um, cause it's just so different. It's not something I'd seen, not really like anything I'd seen before. It was a nice, interesting take. The ending is definitely different. Um, and you'll be okay with it. I mean, I was okay with it. That's not maybe the one I wanted, but it, yeah, it's it's fine. I I'm, I'll I'll go with it. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. I thought the acting was great. The the two leads worked great with each other. Um, and everything. So, yep, save yourselves on Hulu. Trailers. Um, we've got the big one, Godzilla versus Kong, dropped uh, yesterday. Yeah, I haven't yeah, watched it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to watch it or just wait till I watch the movie. Okay, well so. then you're waiting until March 26 when it drops in theater and HBO Max at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I put it on the, I put it up on the big TV so uh, so York and Grayson could watch. So. What would they think? Oh, yeah. Bro, we're we're all in. We're <laughs> we're all in on this. I mean, I'm in just. Godzilla and King Kong. I don't. You don't need to show me a trailer. I'm. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so of course the rumor mills are already starting as to basically who's the good guy and who's the bad guy in it. So. Yeah. Um, I'll, kinda, let, I'll let others deal with that. I don't. I ain't got time to be messing with all. <laughs> so. Kind of. I got my. I got my thoughts on how it's gonna go. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, somebody say, well, who's gonna win? I'm like. Mm. You draw, bro. Cause like, yeah, like one thing I think is, yeah, they're gonna fight, but then it's gonna be something that something else they gotta team up on, and then they just have respect and part ways. Because <laughs> because they're owned by like each King Kong and Godzilla are owned by different studios, right? Because so, so. they have the same. Cause I was gonna say I if it's so. sep- okay. Because yeah. I was gonna say if it was separate studios, there's no way. One of them will say, yeah, you can beat our character. You know, but if it's the same right. studio, then yeah, yeah, I don't think it's like uh, I don't think it's like John. I don't think it's like The Rock and uh, <laughs> The Rock and uh, Jason Statham, where neither one of them can lose a fight. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they signed that contract. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can get hit three times, and that's it. That's it. Uh, let's see. Uh, next, yeah. Next we have Boogie. It is a uh, Set in contemporary New York City and follows a Chinese-American basketball phenom who struggles to balance the expectations of his immigrant family with his own dreams of becoming a player for the NBA. Coming out March 5th. Um, so, yep, yep. And then, uh, let's see what else. Oh, a new trailer for Judas and the Black Messiah, which will come out in theaters and drop on HBO Max on February 12th. And then lastly is the uh, Apple TV movie, Cherry, starring Tom Holland, uh, directed by the Russo brothers. And that comes out February 26th. When I first watched the trailer, I didn't even know it was Tom Holland. (laughs) Like, I I just, like, I saw a still shot of the poster. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, my, my my eyes just deceived. Yeah. 
I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess he's just trying to keep that balance. Like, he's not just Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Yeah. He can do other things. He did so that one good. and then the Netflix one we talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I did see some still photos. They are in the production of the new Spider-Man movie. So yeah. that's that's going on. Literally Ooh. everybody and their brother is going to be in it, apparently. It's kind of where I like the internet just kind of is kind of is good and bad. Yeah. Like some things I just I don't want to know everything. Right. I don't want to I don't want to hear. I just want to when maybe when that trailer first drops, we could see. But big chunk of these movies, I just want to see it when I, you know, when I'm watching yeah. it. Let me find everything out from that way, because otherwise it's not, you know, it's like Wonder Woman and Batman v Superman. If they just right. kept that out, even though it was a big reaction when I went, yeah. it would have been even bigger if nobody knew. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. Also, WandaVision on Disney Plus. Yeah. I've been watching that. Yeah. You watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I saw a lot of people mad about the first two episodes. Like, oh my God, it's Bewitch. I love Lucy. Why are they still yeah. sticking with this thing? Yeah. I'm like, it's building to something. Yeah. They got also, nine episodes. That's the point of it. <laughs> like, it's right. it's supposed to be homages to those people. Yeah. And then yeah. it's just showing. The kind of reality that, you know, I'm thinking Wanda just created this because she doesn't have vision. She's lost her brother, depressed. So she's like, hey, I need some kind of normalcy. So oh, I just, think she's under something. I think some dude's controlling her. Do you think so? Mm-hmm. I think she just took over a town and people are investigating. But either way it goes, it's building to something. Of course, it's going to connect to, I think, Doctor Strange's Doctor next Strange movie. The, yeah. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, so. multiverse of madness. That's like the madness of any <laughs> multiverse or something like that. Yeah, so, so it's just like, you know, I'm reading some comments, you know, people's reaction to it. I'm like, everything doesn't have to be action. And, you know, like I post a meme with Mark Wahlberg. They're like, right. where's the, the action? And this is that. I'm like, just chill. It's, it's, yeah, man, it's, it's got to Now, once they get to the end of the series, it, if you can't go back and understand why it was what it was, I can get I you, you know, help. just... Just look at the just, just look at the overall once we're finished. Yeah. You know. The first one I didn't the first one I I I'm okay with. The second one I liked a lot more cuz it started yeah. kind of it became more twilight twilight zone yeah. type of like oh something's amiss and not just right not not right. And then so I like that because it became more twilight zone. And it shows she's kind of in control. A little bit about what's going on because right. something happened that she didn't like, and she's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, that's yeah." yeah Which, so. Let's change that. Yeah. And yeah, the most recent one, yeah, um, I, I liked also. Um, yeah. That first one's the only one I'm like, nothing really happened. You know, to me, nothing really happened. Nah. But I think it's, but I think the reason why nothing really happened is just so you can kind, of, they can say, "All right, this is us establishing." We need you to get on board of this is kind of what this is going to be like. Like this yeah. is what the show is going to start out being like. So you can kind of get a head, a heads up whenever things start. When yeah. you start, it's to help you notice how this is how things are supposed to be. So when things start going um, amiss or awry yeah. uh, during the show, it'll stand out that much more. True. So. We're gonna put you in this little box. Just play here for a little bit. Yeah. Then once we get to episode three. Yeah, you'll be fine. And if you've never seen any show that's like this, then you know to appreciate how well they've actually done a really good job um, paying homage to those shows of that era. Yeah. 
you need to go back and take a look because it's really well done. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. you know, even though it wasn't a lot going on in the first Because it takes episode. a lot to be able to write a script that – to pay homage and write a script for a show that's 60 years old. Right. And, and to be able to think like that, you know, to think of that style. Because that's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, – yeah. You know, like even in the first episode, they throw hints that something's not right. Yeah. And then more in the second episode and third when you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then here we go. So just, just stick with it. Just stick with it. Yep. Stick with it and you'll be all right. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's going to be a little bumpy, but things will smooth out. <laughs> if you don't like it, then you don't like it. It'll be yeah. all right. Just stick with yeah. it. I mean, what's you're wasting 30 minutes of your day, not two and a half hours. You'll be all right. That's it. So. All right. I think that's all I got, man. Same here. Okay. Um, yep. Uh, like I said, the only thing we got is coming up uh, Grace's dance competition. So fingers crossed to see how that goes. I'll let you all know on the next episode um, how they did as far as, you know, with uh, precautions and and all of that. Yeah. Because that's my biggest concern. But I think they've got the necessary steps in place and to uh to do all that um yeah and then also how they did in general so there we go all right all right man um i hope you have an awesome week i hope all of our listeners have an amazing week likewise and and we will talk to you all next week oh before i forget uh also uh be sure to check out our facebook facebook group page tomorrow the independent spirit award nominations will drop tomorrow so i'll be sure to post a link to where you can see all the nominations and uh, we can talk about it next week also i had it written down in the uh, column on my notes to remember to talk about and i damn near forgot so uh be sure to check that out and uh yeah award season's starting so uh yeah so i'll uh, also be sure to put a list of uh because I actually made a list of when all the awards uh, nominations will be, dates for that, and the award shows when those will be. So I'll put that on our group page also. Cool. All right. All right. I think that's everything now. <laughs> all right. So once again, have an awesome week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.